Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best of the best to help you scale your business from 1 million to 1 trillion. We are in a very special context with the pandemic crisis out there, and we keep bringing you the best tools, the best framework, the best toolkits to help you navigate wartime, to help you leverage this crisis to scale up your business if you are one of the good luck uh, ones who, who can serve the trend, serve the opportunity, or even if you are suffering today, it might be an opportunity to restructure, reorganize, reassess, refocus, and be able to scale up uh, after the, the, the crisis that we are living today. To discuss this with us, we have a very special guest. His name is Shen Bacon, uh, the president at Dynamic Shift Consulting. Shen is also a very good friend of mine for a long time, and I'm super proud of having him uh, on the show. Shen, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here. And um, let's start by getting to know more uh, about yourself. Uh, who is Shen Bacon and uh, what does Dynamic Shift Consulting? Uh, Dynamic Shift Consulting is a, a business that focuses on leadership, adversity, conflict, mental toughness, and body language. Uh, it has a lot to do with me leveraging my 12 years in the Canadian military and, and in law enforcement, uh, taking those experiences, that education, and you know our ability to lead in crisis, our, our ability to lead in wartime, and create positive results in, in, with very, very high motivation. So... That, that's where I come from. That's, that's an amazing uh, background or, uh, or career or business background for the show and spe specifically for the period that we are living uh, now. As you know, we always discuss three critical ingredients to, um, to scale in the show. Radical focus, world-class leadership, and a culture of uh, execution. And... And I know that you have a very special toolkit that we will discuss at the end of the show and, and connect the dots, but starting with radical focus. Uh, so we had a strategy in place, uh, a vision in place, a mission in place, values in place, and the context completely shifts from one day to another. So how do we redefine critical priorities without panicking and keeping self-centered and focused on the long-term vision? Yeah, I think he said it really well there, you know, not panicking and having a mission. So making sure that it's really three steps. One, make sure that your mission is really defined, succinct, uh, with a definite end state. Step two is to take that end state and reverse engineer your success. Like work it backwards to where you are now. And third is... The one thing, it's interesting because in peacetime, we always concentrate on our wants. And in a crisis, in wartime, we have to concentrate on our needs. Right. So your needs versus your wants. If you are hitting your needs, you're going to be successful. And then you have opportunities to get into your wants. But very, very often, we really focus on those wants. And your priorities can become skewed because you're emotionally connected to your wants. And we have to keep you succinctly focused on those needs. Needs equal mission success. Well, this this is 
very very good and uh, i agree so the the peace time is is the right moment to invest yeah. in the future take more risk but during wartime is definitely not the best moment to take too much risk uh, and maybe to be even more focused so radical focus is even more important during wartime than in in peacetime you need to go uh, and using your terminology going directly to the to the musts to the needs and not to the nice to haves or to the uh, the wishes uh, that that or the wants uh, as you said yeah. that is very very good it's it's interesting because you also have to keep simplicity see great leaders know how to are master simplifiers they cut through the nonsense and they and they keep things very simple and in in wartime simple equals success even the most complicated things can be simplified down to a few easy steps and then can grow from that point but very often we we make things complicated just out of habit or or out of methodology we're always using anyway this is a different time this is where simplicity is success. Absolutely. And this is a very good point to, to do, to, to introduce the OKR framework that we use a lot in, in scale-ups uh, all over the world. And that is now famous also in, in large corporates um, using this, this methodology that it's all about focus and simplicity and prioritization. And usually yeah. I like to say that Having a number of clear number on priority is is really really important, uh, or is the best solution ever. The number two or is is to have two. Uh, number three is to have three. So the best best one is just to have one priority, and yeah. number four uh, is the recipe for um, mediocrity. So um, so uh, th this is really a good point. And, and just to introduce, um, Shen, you also work with very large clients like, uh, Scotiabank, a global fortune 500, uh, company with 31 B plus, uh, us dollars in, in annual, uh, revenues. So and it's important to see how radical focus is uh, important. So let's go to the next point, which is world-class uh, leadership. And I know that this is a topic that you uh, love. And uh, something that I learned with you uh, was that we need to have different leadership styles in different situations. So it is part of our toolkit as a leaders to use different leadership styles. So something that we discussed uh, already in, in, the, um, in the last interviews is there are leaders that are very good during peacetime and not so good during wartime and vice versa. So those kind of perseverance or kind of and restlessness uh, entrepreneurs uh, are having a lot of fun now if they are in a, in a good cash position because now they have much more to yeah. do. It's much more funny than in peacetime. They don't know what to do. And usually that's sure. the problem. They get in trouble because they don't know what to do and they start taking too much risk and doing too much things mm -hmm. and they lose track where, where they are. Um, and it's very difficult to find out people who can have success during peacetime and wartime. And we know this is critical for success in business because only 4% of all businesses get to 1 million US yeah. dollars in revenues. And if we look to 1B, it's 2,000 plus businesses all over the world will ever get there. And what we see also is that usually it takes 20, 30, 50, 80 years to get there, which means a lot of peacetime and wartime periods to survive. Uh, we had in the, in the show BASFK, 
Canada um, recently, right. and they started in uh, eighteen forty-five or something like that. So, which means that they have even faced the Spanish flu, which was the last kind of <laughs> pandemic uh, crisis. So just to have an, uh, an idea. But sorry for the, the for no, the no, long, good. Long good. question, <laughs> which, which means. Uh, how do we assure, how do transition from a peacetime uh, framework or from a peacetime mindset to a wartime mindset very quickly? And do you believe that all, is, all leaders are prepared to, to do this shift or we need to change a little bit the teams, uh, for instance, our leadership teams? Well, unfortunately, we don't always have the benefit of changing those teams. Uh, conflict, adversity, crises, this is the litmus test of great leadership. And typically, people either rise to their highest level of character or they fall to, or sink to their lowest level of training or experience or education. So realistically, as crises hit us or wartime you know, situations hit us, we don't have the luxury to you know, maybe uh, entertain as much different options where we need to be a little more direct, a little more concise. We, because in crises, people need direction. They need to know the leader is solid, uh, the eye of the storm, the pillar of strength that's going to provide this guidance and this direction, but still remain empathetic and listening. But they need that direction. And that's where that beautiful direct communication and language from a leader, that ability to look composed and strong during conflict allows teams to do likewise. A uh, great book called Extreme Ownership, and in it, it states, there are no bad teams, only bad leaders. So if your team is crumbling, don't look any further than that leader. And typically the number one mistake leaders make in crisis is they let their fear take over. Mm -hmm. They start making fear-based decisions. They start having fear-based leadership which means they try to survive the situation versus thrive in the situation instead of owning the situation. And what happens when you do that, when you internalize, you stop communicating effectively, people stop believing in the mission, people stop executing in the mission. So you need leaders that are direct, that can take command, still be empathetic, and here's the best part, they need to be great motivators. Mm -hmm. Colin Powell once said, enthusiasm is a force multiplier. The more enthusiastic the leader is in crises, the more enthusiastic that team is going to be. There's always a causal effect between the two. So what we need to do is give our leaders the tools necessary to lead through crisis. And very often that comes from the top. Now is the time to execute and the best time really to make errors or mistakes in leadership and address them in real time. This is the perfect time to make mistakes as long as you can create a solution at light speed. Mm -hmm. And the only way you can do that is if you can remove your ego out of the equation. Because <laughs> we do, we get involved, right? We get, up, we, get, we get a lot of anxiety about, am I making the right decision? Well, it's okay to fail. Just make a solution very, very quickly. And that motivating factor, keep your people motivated, keep them moving, and keep, 
keep them like constantly motivated to the next level of success. Whatever that success is, even if it's small, just keep plugging in that success. Uh, a great way to do that for a leader in crisis is what we call the commander's intent. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a pretty complicated idea, but if I was to break it down to one sentence, it would be, quote, if nothing else happens but blank, you will be successful, unquote. This allows people to know if everything goes wrong, but I still get this one thing right, we're good. And that's, and that's kind of where you want to be. Sorry, that was the long answer, the long answer for that. I love it. It was, it was uh, super good. And uh, you made me think about emotions, that emotions yeah. are really contagious, right? The power of fear ca can kill any dream. And I should be quoting someone at, at this time. And also the power of excitement, um, enthusiasm, uh, and an hope, which is so critical. Uh, yeah. And the hope, uh, finally, we start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, which, which means the vision, right? So we start seeing a vision again. We start having hope again. And now we start getting enthusiastic about that future. And we start acting to be closer to that future. And the mindset changes. And yeah. the team is always our mirror. So the best, the, the first thing that we need to do is to work on ourselves. So there is also another amazing quote, which is, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. And yes. uh, this, is, this is a great way. No matter what happens to you, it only matters the way you do, what you do, what happens to you. Because you can change what happens to you, but you can always change the way you deal with that reality and seeing this crisis as a huge opportunity, as a lifetime opportunity, uh, makes us be in a, in a much better uh, shape and, and position. But in a certain way, when someone is convinced that this is, uh, this is a judgment of uh, their bad behavior in the past, this might be very difficult to redirect mm -hmm. their emotions on, on the right way. So how do you help leaders that might be in living peace times in the economy, but even living wartime in their companies? Well, this is where we call this uh, the elephant in the room. <laughs> you know, when there's a big problem, no one wants to talk about it. Uh, you know, this is important as leaders, not just, uh, you know, leaders and followers, but peer-to-peer -peer leadership. I mean, this is where peer-to-peer -peer leadership is really powerful when you have a support network of other leaders and where a person can say to you, hey, I can see that you're frustrated, like identifying the emotion, identifying the situation without accusation, without blame, just this is what it is. I see that you're frustrated. And that person can either acknowledge it and say, yeah, I am frustrated. And now there's a dialogue or they can say, no, no, that's not what I'm feeling. I'm really scared. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then there's a different dialogue. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to have fear. However, courage isn't the absence of fear. It's what you do in the face of it. So these are courageous times. So even having a dialogue about it is courageous in and of itself. So just that ability, that skill set, peer to peer leadership to address it. What's the elephant in the room? What's the problem? Let's just just get it out of the way now instead of dancing around it and trying to shuffle it off somewhere just deal with it quickly get the emotions out of the way identify particular friction points and emotions like 
anxiety, frustration, fear, depression. Okay. And then once we start having that dialogue, the vent gets popped and then solutions start to form. But until that vent gets popped, you're not going to create any solutions anytime soon because we internalize and we're, and again, we go back into that self-protection mode. Got it. Yeah. The one piece of advice I can give a leader right now is this is the best time in the world and time ever to be courageous. Just be courageous. And to build amazing teams. Amazing teams yes. are definitely built uh, when they are facing adversity uh, to your words, right? And, and yeah. when they are able to surpass that adversity altogether and make something happen that they didn't believe in the beginning and that yeah. it because they, they, they try it anyway and they try their chance to, to go through it. Um, and we come to the last ingredient uh, of the show, which is uh, the culture of execution. Um, so this is something very interesting. In given your military background, uh, you are very disciplined and you have your own routines and communication needs to be in a certain way to be effective. Um, what changes in a, in a crisis situation in terms of uh, rhythms? Well, it, it's interesting. Now more than ever, like in conflict, communication is very, very important. And the accuracy of information is very, very important. Right now in this day and age, we have information on tap, free flow mm -hmm. information with no... Um, very difficult to, to verify its veracity or its truth. So we're receiving all this information and we're reacting to it. So realistically, it comes down to two things. Can you boil down the information you're receiving into actionable information, things you can actually action on and get rid of the rest? <laughs> Second, consistency of communication. Can you consistently move communication down and up? You want communication coming from the bottom up to keep you in the know. And you want communication going down to give them security, safety, confidence, knowledge, power, and execution. So if those two things are in play, you can, and by the way, that's simplicity coming back into the picture of, okay, what's actionable? What can we do about it? And more importantly, how can we leverage it into the future? How do we leverage this little nugget of disruption into the future and play with it? Those are very powerful, but to get everyone on the same page, that means your communication style and the next layer down, the next layer down, all has to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And there has to be access to that information consistently in every day. And there lies in the problem. We tend to have expectations or we assume people just know. Don't assume that people know, keep them in the know. Uh, even if what, what we, you know, just a touch point, just do a little touch point going, hey, I was thinking about you today. Uh, you know, we passed on this information. How are you dealing with it? <laughs> and it's amazing all of a sudden someone goes, well, to be honest with you, it sucks. <laughs> or <laughs> we really appreciated that information we were able to execute differently. There was a, a general I served with in Canada named General Hillier. And although I highly doubt he remembers me, when I was a, a young, like I was a one-hook private, uh, I was doing a field ex, and he actually showed up and started asking me questions 
about you know the exercise, the mission. He asked me questions about my family. He get you know he's he was checking out what I knew. He built a relationship with me, and he gave me a tremendous amount of confidence because he gave me more information. And then off he went. So here's a general talking to a private, and in that little touch point, gave gave me more actionable information and confidence. So I think that's really powerful. And I think we need, especially now with all this disruption, especially in, you know, social distancing and self-isolation, using this medium to connect to people differently. This is uh, a very, very good point. Uh, so in, in terms of the way that we all need to be working on ourselves and and also again the, the best times to work on ourselves is really to train is during peace time but we always need to go to the to the game and yeah. that's when we see uh, the real players is during game and, and game is 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 war time so that's now yes. an opportunity to apply everything that you have been learning uh, all uh, these years and sometimes we underestimate the importance of uh, lifelong learning. And for instance, getting yeah. to understand and listening, not what the other person is saying, but even what our mind is saying to us and communicating yeah. with our communicating with ourselves, identifying yeah. the emotions in ourselves. So if we are not able to do this with ourselves, we can do with with others and this is to your point and that's the one uh, and i was forgetting when i when i started this uh, is is to, to be to be honest with with you and the audience is is this is really the the characteristic of of a great leader uh, which is understanding what is the life mission the life vision the life values of that particular person and connecting a narrative to the vision of the organization that gets yeah. together to execute. And, and that's when the why is, is so strong that there is any reason ever why we should get there all together. Uh, oh, and absolutely. we are working for ourselves and for us uh, yeah. as a team. So that's that's amazing part. And wrapping <laughs> up those three critical ingredients, radical focus, world-class leadership, and the culture of execution, I would like to relate to you with a very special tool that you have built and that you are equipping uh, all the leaders that have the luck of working with you, uh, which is the COVID-19 toolkit. Would you like to quickly wrap it up? Yeah, I'll make it really quick. Uh, you know, managers move things, leaders influence or inspire things. So the toolkit's based on both. Six simple points. One, have a distinct mission. And if you don't, get one. It's gonna be seriously important. Two, stick to the plan. People's number one reason for failure in leadership is they change their plan midstream. Keep your plan, but you can adjust the plan within it. Just mm -hmm. always keep your end state solid. Avoid making fear-based or emotional decisions. Check your ego at the door. Do your needs. Get your wants out of the way. And if you are having an emotional uh, crisis, identify it work through it, but get it out of the way so you can make better decisions. Uh, four, just the facts. Get rumors out of the way, get the fluff out of the way, get to the actionable information. Five is keep your people in the know. 
get that communication consistent, get it powerful, and get it flowing both up and down, and just get it as consistent as possible. And the last tool is leverage the disruption. Don't waste this event. Don't waste it. This is where you change survival into thriving, owning the battlefield, owning the situation, owning the crisis. Because when you own something, your confidence changes, your execution changes, and more importantly, your ability to grow changes. So leverage it because you're doing stuff now because of this, you never would have done before this happened. Absolutely. So I, those are my six points in the, in the toolbox. Take them and, and run with them, please. Let's do a recap. Number one. Sure. sure. Number one, have a distinct mission. Number two. Stick to the plan. Number three. Avoid or remove fear-based decisions or emotional decision-making. Number four. Just the facts. Number five. Keep your people in the know. And number six. Leverage the disruption. This is really amazing. And I, I love especially the number two because I've been repeating this a lot. So this is the time when the CEO needs to be repeating mission, vision, and values yeah. uh, a lot because this gives the hope and the enthusiasm to keep moving forward to the Everest. So we might be scaling down and giving a step back to give two steps forward. And this I is agree. just a stage uh, in the career path. This is an amazing um, toolkit. Thanks, Thank Jen, for, for sharing uh, your toolkit with us. And, and we can't wait to have you back on another show episode to no discuss the 12 commandments that you have that are brilliant. So for the ones who, who could uh, check it online or go to your LinkedIn profile, Shen Bacon, uh, Dynamic Shift Consulting, I really recommend to go through those uh, 12 commandments. And we get to the last question of the show and one of our favorites uh, ever, which is, uh, I know that coming from a military background and applying all your knowledge to the business uh, arena, that can benefit so much uh, from it. You also have been through a lot of challenges uh, building your own business and adapting to uh, a new context. And uh, I know that you are also very passionate about helping some of your brothers and sisters uh, coming to, to the business uh, arena in, in the best shape possible and making uh, a difference. So if you would have the opportunity to meet Chen uh, seven or eight years ago, what advice would you offer to, to that Shen at that time? Uh, you know, th this question, <laughs> you made me had to, you may really made me think about this question. Um, it's actually comes down, boils down to two things. The advice I would give myself is be patient. Like be self-forgiving, be patient. Wait, you know, things are going to happen. You know, I'm, I'm very ambitious, so I tend to rush. So be patient. The second thing was never stop being authentic because that's, that's the key to every great leader is who they are authentically. And uh, we tend to hide our best self to fit and um, be authentic. This is a nice, nice, a very nice one. And we want vulnerable and authentic leaders now and not fake leaders uh, because we can smell that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <as pieces. laughs> anyway. yeah, yeah. So, and it was so much fun to have you on the show, but before we go, uh, how can people contact you and get to know more about the toolkit and, uh, and the 12 commandments? 
Uh, I can be reached directly on my website, uh, www.dynamic-shift.com or my LinkedIn profile under Sean Bacon or Dynamic Shift Consulting. Uh, I can be accessed through either one of those. Uh, if you have questions, I love great, difficult questions. So I'm at your service. Awesome. Shen, we really appreciate your time. It was really fun, uh, a lot of fun to have you on, on the show. Thanks again. Thank you very much. Cheers. And to our community, thanks for being on that side. As, we, as you see, we keep bringing the best of the best, the best toolkits ever to help you navigate wartime and be ready to scale even faster in peacetime. Or why not? Starting to scale now during L or during war wartime. So we issue to stay healthy and we, we get back very soon. Keep scaling. See you soon.